loses his inheritance and decides to travel to the United States to make some money. Dickens says in the preface that the story is about selfishness. But Martin Chuzzlewit wasn't the only one out to make money. It's the fact that as Dickens was writing this novel, it wasn't selling as well as some of his previous novels were. And there was a kind of confab with the publisher, and there was a discussion about what to do about it. And to a certain extent, packing Martin off to America had the appeal that it might revive the novel with, everybody loves to hate the Americans, right? (laughs) And so um, if we could send them across the Atlantic, then that might spark up the sales. And that is true. But it's also true that in a novel that is already about individualism and selfishness, the American setting provided a chance for Dickens to work with those ideas in a different, in a more extreme way. Nancy and John say that although many American readers were angry with Dickens, this didn't stop them from reading his subsequent stories. Books like A Christmas Carol, Great Expectations, and A Tale of Two Cities. Now, you'll remember that Dickens was young when he first came to the United States, just 30 years old. And as he got older, John says his views on race became more conservative. This started with a harsh review of Uncle Tom's Cabin, which undermined Harriet Beecher Stowe's efforts to draw attention to the most brutal aspects of American slavery. And then there was Dickens' interpretation of the Civil War. Dickens uh, has a very surprising take on the causes of the American Civil War. And you would expect, uh, given his understanding of American slavery, to see slavery as the real and fundamental cause of the conflict, but he doesn't. Dickens does not believe, uh, probably as it turns out, quite rightly, that white Northerners care that much about slavery. So instead, Dickens takes the view that it's the tariff uh, that Northerners had imposed on the South, and that was the real driving force behind the conflict. And I think uh, most historians, I I think I can safely say today, would certainly count the tariff as uh, a factor, but by no means uh, the main factor or even, uh, you know, approaching the importance of slavery. Dickens was appalled by slavery, no doubt about it, yet he was one among many people, many people of sort of quote-unquote liberal viewpoints at the time who definitely believed in racial inferiority. Dickens was writing and observing all this from across the pond in England. Meanwhile, back in the United States, the Civil War changed all aspects of American life, including what people could read. During the Civil War, uh, white Southerners rarely had a chance to read the latest productions of Dickens. And in fact, uh, the blockade was fairly successful in keeping out uh, not only transatlantic novels and and periodicals, but uh, northern ones as well. So when the war ended in 1865, many white Southerners went back and read what Dickens had written in the first half of the decade. And formerly enslaved people, they were getting the chance to read Dickens for the very first time. For the nearly 4 million formerly enslaved people, 
most of them are unable to read or write before the Civil War. But now, thanks to the Freedmen's Bureau, 